Hey, Royalite, uh, you want to play some Storm League? Can't. Hey, Ryan. How long have you been in there? Maybe three, four. Three or four matches? That's pretty reasonable. Not matches. You've been playing ARAM for three or four hours. No. Days. Guess again! You've been playing ARAM for three or four weeks? Uh, nothing but endless murder! Oh boy. Blizzard, you've created a monster. Put that on your higher light reel, diva. Welcome to you for fun. We've had a patch. The CCL draft is around the corner, and there's a very shiny Johanna skin to munch on. Royalite uh, has been A-ramming a, a lot. And Anne still falls into AI, so let's queue up. So... We're going to start off this week with just a very basic question because we don't know who the next hero is going to be. There's no clues anywhere for anything or even when, if a new hero is going to come out. So the question that I'm going to ask Roy like to start us out with is, who needs a rework? Oh, wow. The Lost Vikings. Why do the Lost Vikings need a rework and what is the rework that they need? Well, put me on the spot here. Um... Well, I mean, it would be a very difficult hero to rework, but when you play that hero, you can just see the early game philosophy within the talents that they had, and mm -hmm. the game has moved so much more in a different direction. And I understand that there are some pretty hardcore uh, Lost Viking players out there and it would be a very difficult hero to rework and bring them up to date to the more standardized talent system that we have across all our other heroes but yeah it's it's definitely one of those heroes that when you play you're unless you, like i said if you're hardcore you love everything about them mm -hmm. but as an average player stepping into them you're like what are these talents yeah and i think it just kind of feels really old yeah um even though they're not they're not the oldest unreworked heroes in the game but they are also inapproachable to most people because they're so completely different from anything else you're playing three heroes at once all the time and you can play them as a unit but the best way to still play them is, is to split them off and soak not necessarily mm -hmm. um but what I want to say is a couple of things. One is I'm okay with a very high skill cap hero. And I yes. don't think there is any other uh, hero that has a higher skill cap than the Lost Vikings. Like there's just so much going on when you're controlling three units rather than mm -hmm. looking out for one. However, um, I think I told you about how I was playing with a Lost Vikings main. Yes, who was playing them all together as one. Yes, and it was just amazing. Now, he didn't command them as one. No. He was macroing them, but they were in the vicinity of each other, and they were extremely strong. Yep. And um, so I, I just want to say, like, this is a great hero where it can be played so many different ways outside of 
the mainstream, like, oh, keep them all apart. They're just soak bots. That's all they do. Just push, 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 push. And no, you could play them as a unit in one lane and just start destroying people. There are three real, there are four ways really to play the Vikings. Um, the first is the way most new players have to play them. You never separate them and you command them all at the same time. And that is not a bad way to play them if your positioning is good with the Vikings as a group. The but you second, don't have control of their positioning you, when you do it that way. You, you actually do. It's just very hard. Okay, so you're much more limited, yeah. You're, you're very limited, but you, you can't expect a new player in the Vikings to properly macro them unless they're coming over from StarCraft. And that's the worst way to play the Vikings, too. It's also the hardest way, and so there's no benefit to doing it. The other ways to play the Vikings are the one you just described in, in lane soaking uh, as a one, but playing it on the one, two, three rather than on the four. The, the traditional way to play the Vikings is one in each lane, soaking the lanes and getting camps and really only coming together in the late game to be just massive terrors because Vikings are just, if they soak all three lanes and they get all those globes... They're hard to kill, and they just destroy everything. Um, this is why Faye actually used to refer to, to the, the Vikings as a Lee Ming counter in late game. If Lee Ming can start picking them off in the early game, yeah, great. But the Vikings can jump her um, her her big combo and then drop on her and kill her because Olaf stuns her. Yeah. Um, and so the that way is... And then there's the one last way to play the Vikings that's a little weird. But again, it's something that's been done before is that you can play the Vikings 2-1. And the way you play the Vikings 2-1 is you put Olaf and Eric in a lane together, and you have Balog in another lane. And Balog, you take all the Balog talents, and you basically make Balog a hero, and you make Olaf and Eric a soap combo. Mm. And so those are the four ways that I know of to play the Vikings. What would happen in the Vikings rework is you have to preserve all four of those ways. And it would be incredibly difficult to do, which yeah. is probably why they're, I mean, just seeing how long it took them to do the diva rework mm -hmm. and they did a great job, like yeah. trying to not make her just ridiculous and not trying to make her be super underpowered and, yeah. you know, but it took an enormously long time for them to get her there. And that hard work shows. And, and it's I, good. It's yeah, really good. And I think in other reworks like Gazlo, and I know that they're giving him some love workout is great. Um, but yeah, they really changed Gazlo mm -hmm. from what he used to be. He used to be sort of this oddball specialist more so. He should have been in a specialist category. He was forever. Yeah, he was. Okay. And now they moved him to uh, a bruiser. Like, it, that's yeah. so difficult on, especially the people who play these characters to level 900, <laughs> you know, that they, they absolutely love them. And so when you change them to that degree, uh, it's difficult. And I can speak to that. You know, um, I used to well, play they reworked you. a lot. Yeah, I used to play... And I still play with myself on occasion, but yet I haven't gotten that level of expertise that I have attained 
in her first before the rework. Yeah. Um, you know, I could carry games. I could control the map. I could do so much. And now I have a different toolkit and mm-hmm. I have to relearn timings and um you know, I'll slowly get hopefully get back to being um the expert that I was before the rework on myself. But yeah, it's it, it takes a long time to lose that muscle memory and to readjust your strategies and re it's it can be rough, you know. It's teaching an old dog new tricks. I'm ten thousand years old, Blizzard. Why'd you do this to me, huh? I have two that need to be reworked. And to be fair to you, I didn't pick them before we started. Um and they're two of the oldest heroes in the game, and they feel like it. And it's Illidan and Zeratul. Now, I know Zeratul recently had a rework that gave him a whole new heroic and everything else, but he still feels really old. He still feels like someone who is in a much older version of the game. But Illidan really needs to be reworked. I think, that, I think that Illidan is a character who the fan base really finds important, but he really doesn't have a place in the meta. And I think that his heroics are both kind of bad. Um, I think that Illidan is the same place that a Chen or a Tracer were before their reworks. They're the people who are very dedicated to them and who can play them. And there's everybody else who might want to play them, but See, can't because yeah. there's just too much going on. I have to admit, I don't know. It's like Tassiter mains. Mm-hmm. I don't think Illidan mains exist. I mean, Tassiter mains now exist after the rework, but Tassiter had like a 30% win rate for the longest time there. He was a struggle bus hero. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> the reason I say that is I don't think that there's that many people who are like, oh yeah, I'm going to main Illidan. There are lots of people who have who are fans of Illidan the way there are people who are fans of Arthas for reasons that are passing understanding. I don't get it either. But I think that if you reworked Illidan you made him more friendly and approachable to the player base, they'd be wanting to play him. And I think that the big problem with Illidan is, and it's a problem across all the, all the, um, all the old school melee assassins, which is Illidan, Butcher, um, Zeratul, I, I, they don't have anything special to them. Can, and, can I just say, mm-hmm. I just don't think that the melee role mm-hmm. is that effective. No, and that's I the other problem with it. In general, not necessarily rework of a hero. But, you know, and honestly, why is Murky a melee hero? Murky's a melee assassin because all of his attacks are melee. And he's an assassin because the specialist category went away. But I guess he should be a support. support. Yeah. And the other thing is that, again, Murky is a character who can pump out the damage. He can, although late game and yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that of the melee assassins, the ones who really see play in the meta, I mean, there are Samuro mains, and Samuro is an unfortunate case where he's been he's had to be nerfed because if he's too strong, the people who main Samuro can can solo games. Oh yeah, 
because he's just he's just that oppressive. You if you can like work all of the solutions. At yeah. a press of a button, yeah. Yeah, he's Vi he's Vikings on steroids, if you play yeah. him right. Um, but you see Alarak mains, you see Maev mains, and you say and you see Kerrigan mains, who are really just solid. And who everybody are else. Super excited right now because of mm -hmm. her buffs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think Illidan's Elden could use rework. He could use some love. I don't really like either of his heroics. I think the hunt makes him too vulnerable, and I think Metamorphosis is just a very boring heroic. Um, but I think Avatar is a boring heroic, but it works fine for Muradin. So I don't know. Um, but, I think Vikings you know, is a better answer, though. That when you get an Illidan, a Abathur, and a Rhaegar with bloodlust. Mm -hmm. Like how unstop you see how unstoppable and how oppressive Illidan can be. Yeah. When the life steal is there, when the attack speed is there, you know, he is just a monster to take down. But yeah, he needs all of that to get to that point, you know, which isn't always going to be available. Yep. So let's talk about Storm League. We've both only played seven games. Yeah, um, for reasons unbeknownst to me, I have no idea. Something else just seems to be taking my time, and I haven't been having the motivation to play Storm League. Yeah. I've been I've been playing Storm League, and for the most part, I am just on Bruisers. The only game I lost was a game where I got forced on Akira. I've actually played eight games, it turns out. Um, but I've been playing Bruisers, and Malganus is my backup tank, and... Storm League just feels really kind of good right now. It's it's a oh, it's the Zul, it's the Zul Mal Malthiel Diva. Which one am I taking? Do I need the hard CC? Do I need the do I need the dots? Do I need the um the mech explosion? What do I need more? And that's what I'm taking. That's my whole thing. And trying to force people onto the idea, and it's still hard to do. No, I'm playing the Bruiser. I'm doing the solo lane. You guys need to work the rest of it out. Okay, so here's the question that I would like to ask, and you'll have to remind me for the next AMA, whenever it comes up. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to know the ARAM numbers and the Storm League numbers. I bet you would. We'll talk about this in a minute. But Storm League is is feeling okay. It's it's a it's in a really good place. I think that might have to do with a new mode being in the game. No, mm. no, maybe maybe people are having a lot of fun in a new casual mode in the game where you can just Murder? kill things. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're through the beginning of the show, and it's time to interrupt the show for this breaking news from the Brightwing News Network. <laughs> All right, first story on the Brightwing News Network is Brightwing, Brightwing undefeated. I mean, is this really news? Is this not just a known fact? I'm reading the show notes here. Brightwing yeah. undefeated. Yeah, that that sounds about right. So, yeah, Brightwing was picked three times today in Heroes CCL matches, and won all three games. And I got into arguments with people in chat because Brightwing was picked against Lucio. And I'm like, Lucio is a worse version of worse version of Brightwing with no global and no polymorph. And everyone's like, Lucio's alt is so good. And I'm like, yeah, but you know how you beat Lucio's alt? You walk away from it. 
and yeah. you wait for it to go away, and then you re-engage. Yeah, because alt is good. Yeah, if you if the other team is stupid, or if you can hold them in place. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just eat Lucio and the whole team. That's yeah. what I do. And that's so. definitely what happened. Uh, Brightwing, Brightwing ate Lucio. Brightwing ate Stukov. Brightwing ate Anna. And someone was telling me it's like Anna's not bad. I'm like Anna's not bad for a human. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of human bias going on, both in the chat and in the games. There were games where almost the entire team that was picked was all humans. And just like, the, the, the human bias you're all engaging in is disgusting, and I don't want any part of it. But still, support CCL. It's fun to watch. I mean, um, I'm okay if the whole enemy team is humans. That's just more to eat, so... I know, but they could at least, you know, pick one of your friends to come along and play with you. And like, well, you don't really need uh, Malfurion or Tyrande because, you know, you don't need extra healing. But they could have Maiav come along with you. She's a night elf. Yes. She's she's okay. All right. So let's move on to the patch highlights. And then uh, real quick uh, other news, and then we'll get into the main bit. The patch highlights, there's a lot going on in the patch. We're not going to go into the details. As ever, if you want to know the details of the patch or a detailed breakdown, you're listening to the wrong show. Go to Into the Nexus or go to Not Paradox's YouTube channel. He has a new video up going through every little bit of the patch, and it's definitely worth your time if you want some insight and some high-level uh, theory crafting in the patch. But the big news in the patch, first of all, is that Tower Fort and Keep uh, Damage to Heroes has increased 10%. Not to it works. I haven't noticed that. Have you? Neither have I. Yeah. No, because I'm I'm never I'm I don't stay in range of the towers unless I've got a minion wave with, because it's it's dumb. That's how you die. Well, I'm I mean, if you are attacking another hero, and regardless of the minion wave being there, it's gonna start hitting you. But, um, yeah, I I guess ten percent is an amount that's just not that noticeable. But uh, it, is, it is enough. I have to say, the next patch highlights of the fountain shields and health swapped. Mm -hmm. Totally noticed that. Like yep. when you're attacking them and it's like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> this is not what was happening before. Yep. So they, they swapped the, 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 the shields and the health on the fountains. And since the shields regenerate, and the shields are most of the of the health of the fountains. It's now much harder to take the fountains down. Which uh, I always found to be just really annoying to do, but I really didn't find that it was that impactful. Um, it's turning out to be pretty impactful in higher level play. Oh, I'm sure that you know that would. I mean, if you're able to get rid of the fountain before an objective and you're in mid fight and the enemy team can go tap and you can't because your fountain's not there and you have to go further away to tap. Yeah. They get the advantage. There's, um, it, it, it has its advantage, but I just, in our regular play, I is, I don't see it as being that impactful. I don't notice it much either. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I, I do have people in my games sniping or i mean not now i haven't noticed anyone since they've done this change but i in the past people were doing it 
Yep. We also got a bit of a diva nerf, which is interesting because a lot of the talents that people thought were going to get touched didn't get touched. Ooh. Um, so the and we talked about this in our diva episode, but the um let me get to the talent. The liquid cooling talent, which is the favorite of the pros, and they really like it because it allows Diva to hit the uh, fountain every 50 seconds. Yeah. And she can do it. She doesn't have to go to the fountain to do it. She can just activate it. Mm-hmm. Um, the liquid cooling did not get touched. Pro moves yeah. did not get touched. Full metal did not get touched. <laughs> and that's fine by me because I think I think there's a nice divide between liquid cooling, full metal, and pro moves. You and I are both big fans of of full metal. Yeah, and, and people above us in 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 diamond masters and grandmasters are all kind of fighting over liquid cooling and pro moves, and it's just interesting that that didn't really get touched. And so, uh, sorry, I'm just asking a question because mm-hmm. I didn't see. I don't. Well, I saw the notes, but I don't recall the details. Are they not touching her survivability, and instead? Uh, touching her damage damage yeah that's so it it wouldn't make sense for them to attack both because she's supposed to be a bruiser she's supposed to be hard to kill she's just not supposed to be putting out mage ps level of damage but i would say in the game that we just played together that that she didn't need to put out mage dps damage because i was able to do my full wave clears i was able to take camps i was able, able to take the towers and still able to be super impactful on our fights so i don't think yeah. that the, i don't really think this is as much of a, as a nerf and not paradox did kind of speculate this actually helps out her w build yeah. um, which is a damage negation build that's kind of interesting i'm not really interested in playing the w build i'm more interested in you know playing the let's 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 kill things build i like the let's kill things build i know you do this is a thing you're a fan of hmm. um but Diva definitely nerfed. Um, she she is a little bit uh, in need of tuning down, and she is still very much first band material. Um, and we're seeing a lot of Diva bands. Okay, I was going to say I'm going to have to leave that to you because I really haven't been. Something else has been like taking up all my playtime. I really uh, not sure, but anyway, I haven't been playing Starlink like I used to. Yeah, the last thing to talk about in the patch notes is the Gazla buff. And again, to, to echo Not Paradox, this is a little weird. Because despite the fact people don't like the Gazla changes, Gazla's win rate is way up. He's about 50%. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Because Gazla was such a niche hero. He was like this pushing but not capable of really securing kills because his laser just takes a year and a day and you're lucky if you hit something. And the only really way you were impactful is if you could pull the alt-stun combo off and get and kill people that way. So it's not surprising to me that when they made him a bruiser and finally giving him more uh, talents in regards to that role, that people started playing with him and were able to do something with him. Um, But yeah, I've been seeing a lot of mixed reactions into his release. Like, I didn't feel he was that great, especially when you were looking at D.Va. 
you know, you're not alone in that assessment. Yeah. But he wasn't like as terrible as everyone thought he was just required a different style and different play. And you could still get a lot done with him. I think the best part of the Gazler rework, and it's something that needs to be mentioned for a lot of other heroes, is the removal of mana and the adding of scrap as his resource. Yes, yes. I think that needs to happen for more heroes. They need, we don't need mana to be the default I, for a lot I of heroes. I understand what you're saying with that, but then when you're playing Malfurion... Mm -hmm. It's really annoying when you have a diva, junkrat, murky. Like, who am I going to innervate here? <laughs> the tank. <laughs> no, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, you remove that element of interaction within the team when you start removing a standard resource. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It can, you know, it's okay that heroes have different uh, resources besides mana, but you got to be careful on who you uh, apply it to. And I do think in Gazla's case, it's perfect because mm -hmm. it, you're right. Mana just didn't go with his character. Well, let, let, me just, let me just pose this question to you. Why does Raynor have mana? He's firing a gun. Well, I would argue, uh, again, that we just can't have too many people, too many heroes, sorry, uh, losing that common resource. If you want to call it something else, like mm -hmm. uh, gun liquid cooling, you know, like he needs to spend this stuff to be able to uses abilities to cool his gun in order to have it working like like if you want to rename it something but otherwise like i like i would like to see more interactions with giving heroes mana or i would love to see an ability to take mana away mm -hmm. like i would love all these sort of interactions and i feel like if you have rainer and all these heroes with different resources you lose a lot of the interaction opportunities that you can have between teams and players okay and i think that's i think that's reasonable but i think the easier fix here is to say that mount that, that that you change innervate from a talent that that restores mana to a talent that just restores whatever a hero's resources yeah I, I would understand that but i think like especially in terms of uh gaslo mm -hmm. so he's not a isn't his resource and I haven't played the new rework that much to really uh, understand this. Isn't his resource tied to how many guns are out? No, it's tied to him recollecting his scrap. He picks the scrap back up off the floor. Right. So, okay, well, maybe it would work, but I think it would just be harder to sit there and have to fine tune mm -hmm. to each of the different yeah. types of resource. So, I think that I think that um, it would work for if you look at if if Malfur if Malfurion's innervate was turned into a percentage base, and it could just restore the percent of whatever resource it was. Mm. And so, because Gazla regenerates one scrap every four minutes, and he gets a scrap back from a destroyed turret. 
Wow, so you really have to keep track. Four seconds, every four seconds, excuse me, not every four minutes. I was going to say, because you would really have to keep track of those guns then. Like, you'd be traveling halfway across the map if it was four minutes Mm -hmm. in order to get your deconstructed turret back. (laughs) And then you'd be like, where did I leave it? (laughs) All right, that is it. That is it for the patch notes. Let's talk just a little bit about CCL viewership, because I've been watching the CCL um every saturday i've not been able to watch it sundays because i'm working that didn't used to stop me for hgc but i was really invested in hgc so sorry sorry work not sorry um (laughs) i would just leave it running on my tablet in my bag i wasn't actually watching it at work i just wanted them to get views it, it was like being there yeah yeah um but the viewership for the ccl matches has been over and under a thousand, so hovering around about a thousand viewers. Today it was a little bit lower, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. And I was just curious as to, you know, how many viewers does CCL really need to have in order for it to be successful? Oh, well, I don't think either of us that would really know that question because mm-hmm. that's down to like a sponsor's. Um, expectations and and that's a lot of stuff that we wouldn't necessarily be privy to I mean in terms of you know I mean I mean this is so hard to to speak to because this is what people are hoping would be the pro scene Mm -hmm. and I I think that what needs to be done is if we want this to continue and to go forward, is really not to be too concerned about the numbers and just sign in, watch, and support. And keep the tablet running in your bag. (laughs) Yep. Because um, this is the actual attempt, not a AstroTurf attempt, but an actual grass grown grassroots which are much stronger to build that foundation that we need in order to take this to the next level i don't think people should sit here and look at this as the top level yet but that this is the process to get there and we should be excited about it and enjoy the ride yep all right and that is it for the brightwing news network and we're moving on to the new focus of the show and how we're going to do the show going forward is what we're calling the main bit or the main bite. Um, oh, I in like which, in which one or both of us will have a thing to talk about. And we've kind of been hinting at it, but not really hinting at it, just kind of outright saying it, saying it because why have it be subtext when you can just make it text? Um, and it turns out Royalite has been playing a lot of heroes. I feel like you're calling out me as no. some sort of addiction or something that's been taking no. up all my time. <laughs> it's not an addiction. It's pretty awesome, I think. You have played 110 ARAM games since Wait. ARAM has released. Really? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. 110. And is I actually... Like, how many a day is that? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know because I don't remember the exact day ARAM was released. But it's a lot. And that's actually really cool. And so ARAM is doing something right to be so enticing. And the name of the show, 
fun. Yeah. Why is Aram just like drawing you in so hard right now? So, um, a, a couple of things. It's a total brain off type mode. There's not any depth to it. It's just go in and kill. And um, there's, it's exciting in that you don't know what you're going to get. There, you don't have a lot of control. And so, like, some games just are in your favor because you got good picks and people know how to play it. Some games are just terrible because people are playing these heroes and reading the talent tips on, you know, tool tips on the fly. It's a, definitely a lot more chaos, but um, a, a really big reason is I've been playing other things. Well, not playing other things, but I've been doing other things while I'm playing. So I've been um, doing other side projects, like my hobbies and stuff. And um, like I have a laptop here on my desk and I've loaded up Linux and I, well, Debian 10. But anyway, just in Ubuntu, like I've been doing all sorts of crazy weird stuff and coding and before I, and this is probably a consequence of me only have wanting one monitor now, but uh, I just, you know, queue up, play a little bit and then tinker with my, my stuff and then go back, play a little bit and then continue tinkering with my stuff. And I'm just going back and forth, like doing um, that. And so I feel like productive and then I'm also having fun. So that's been, and my reason, and I'm, like I said earlier, I'm really curious what the numbers for ARAM are now. Yeah. So there's been a definite change. Soph was talking about this before this show. There's been a definite change in the attitude of people. Like it's becoming toxic as QM, where uh, people were totally laid back didn't care what you picked, just it's chaos. So let chaos run and win, lose, it doesn't matter. And yeah, now people are like starting to be like QM hardcore, let's win this. And it's like, um, okay, dude, I'm picking up this hero that I have at level, you know, four, please give me a break here. I'm trying. And it's because I had to play this hero because we needed a tank or a healer and my other choices were really crap and no one else wanted to play this role. So chill out, you know? Yeah, I think what you're describing is that once again, it's a mode best with friends. Oh, it is. Uh, Well, I think it's a mode that's great with and without friends. So like I'm, and I've actually been playing a lot just by myself, which I should start saying to you guys, hey, I'm playing, come play with me. Um, yeah. But there, there is no worry about the objective. There is, you, you know, and is another... Is that the camps off the, off the maps too? No, there are, there are still okay. some with camps. Um, I don't know if there's none without camps. I felt like there was, but I might be misremembering that. But it's definitely different ARAM maps in rotation. Um, and they're all ones that we've seen before. Um, but, yeah, what what I was um, 
wanting to say is that it's just, it's not, even though there's that increase in toxicity, I, I feel like it's less of a team-based game because you don't have to coordinate objectives and you don't have to, like, like I play sometimes with my headphones off. Whereas when I play QM or something else, because I'm that try hard, I want my headphones on because I want to hear what's going on and know what's going on because I want to hear the timers and things going off. And there's none of that that I really need to worry about. I mean, I can visually see everyone using their alts or what's going on. I don't, the sound helps. Yeah. But I don't need it. Like I feel like I need it in QM. So it's definitely like, you know, blizzards, let's take a game mode and like totally strip out all the unnecessary last hitting all that other stuff. And let's just have the great meat and bones fun stuff of just slaughterhouse. <laughs> okay. That makes all the sense in the world to me. A lot of, a lot of then. I don't see him that much. Uh, maybe everyone else has finally picked up on the fact that Uther sucks. I, I think it's because he's so, he has such poor output mm -hmm. and in this con and, and mana regen and in this constant battling, it's really hard to keep everyone up. Um, you know, whereas if you have like Alex Straza, flower power, you, you just can like heal so much. Uh, you know, Lily again, you can just heal so much. Um, I do, it's not that I don't see him. If you do see him, it's generally like a dual heals. And that's also like another thing that's so great about ARAM is you can have like such crazy compositions. There was, um, well, I'm going to read off an ARAM composition to you. Oh, okay. I'm going to say, explain yourself. Oh, because there's a Melganus, there's an Orphea, there's a Kalthos, there's a Zarya, there's an Uther. Yeah. There are three Roylite characters there, Orphea, Kael'thas, Zarya. Which one were you actually playing, though? It's probably Uther. Yes. <laughs> because, I, I, like, those weren't my picks, though. I know. I had to be a healer, and so I was Uther. So I know what I'm talking about, and that Uther is really hard to play in that game mode. But what I'm saying is that, is that, is that Blizzard saw you there. Yeah, we're like, instead. we're... We'll make you play Uther. And, and so many times I say to people, um, like, you know, I really don't have a good healer. Can can so you know, I talk to people so that they'll try and pick something else. But a lot of times people, I mean, just like anything, people don't want to play tanks. They don't want to play healers. So even though I get something suboptimal as a healer or as a tank, I generally go it because I know I can at least play those roles sufficiently. And when I don't have that option to tank or heal, I actually type out in chat like, hey, guys, sorry, I can't tank or heal. And that's purposely to like make the other people feel guilty. Like mm -hmm. I would tank or heal if I could, but I can't. So I'm sorry. And so I actually see people will switch to tanks and heals based on me saying that. So I, I feel I, I like to play Aram with a semi-decent comp. I don't like the no heals, no tanks. Those are kind of rough. Yeah, it really, and we found out in the ARAM game we played last week that it was really just better if you have a front line. Because, and 
bronze players, please listen. Frontline wins games. <laughs> the team with the better frontline, especially in lower leagues, is going to win the damn video game. If mm-hmm. you want to win the damn video game, get a tank and a second tank or heavy bruiser. It helps, yeah. And then instead of getting two mages, get an auto attacker. Ooh. I mean, shock and surprise. Double mage is bad because someone sees double mage and like, oop, butcher, dead mages. So, all right. Um, that is going to do it for our discussion on ARAM for just a second. And I'm going to pause here. Oh, good. All right. So we had a we had a little interruption from a visiting fairy dragon. <laughs> All good. All good. Uh, and I want to talk just a little bit about the sad necessity of AI, because if you look at my history, oh, I have not. I need to, don't I? Oh wait, you know, not... my match history. I need to get in game in in team with you. Uh, you can just click on me from your friends list. So. Doing profile. Okay, match history. Look at all that my eyes. Ayaz. Yeah. And the thing is that when you're busy and you have your quest building up, you really need AIs. Wait, um I don't even know. Can I you can finish quests in in AI, yeah. Or no. Yeah. You can do quests in, in every mode now. You could always do them in AI. Well, I no, I understand that, but like, okay, so if you play ranked mm-hmm. or unranked, they get completed. Yes. When I play a ram, do I have to follow these quest criteria, or do you they do. complete? You okay, have to follow the quest criteria to get to get them complete because you can choose what you're playing. Um, whereas sometimes it's, in it's possible that you can't. This is true. <laughs> fit any of the categories this is true but anyways the necessity of ai and this is this is a thing that ai is a place that isn't a whole lot of fun and the reason why i go in there is because the average ai match for me is around seven to ten minutes at most although i did have a i did have a match that was two minutes and 14 seconds very short yeah yeah and when i've only got half an hour to get in the three or four games that i need to get in i need something fast because i can't play every day i'm working two jobs i have a very busy life and i want to keep my gold stash up so i can keep dangling in front of royal Eight's face yeah oh but i didn't tell you i spent like all your gold not all of it i still have 28k but i spent like 30k in in gold in chess and i haven't I'm, done that in a while loot box lottery it's yes oh my gosh the one arm bandit pull the mm-hmm. handle. So the the issue with with AI and the issue for me with AI is that AI should be a place where you try new things. So the thing that I do when I do AI, and this is what I recommend to everyone doing it. Don't take your main heroes in AI. I take heroes in that either I don't want to ever play or that I'm terrible with. Like oh, Ariel is a character I take in AI. And the reason why I take Ariel into AI is because for some reason I want to hit her Q for heal and her W for an attack. <laughs> and I have to unlearn that. And I and don't dare draft Ariel in any scenario when I know that I'm still doing that. And so she's she's when I need to do a healer quest in AI because I don't have much time, 
RLs who I'm picking. I was working on Gaslow and AI because I wanted I wanted to look at turret positioning. I wanted to look at, you know, what can I actually do with Gaslow? How far can I push it? And AI is now the only place that I play Lost Vikings. I used to actually play Lost Vikings in ranked, but that requires at bronze level being a Vikings main, and that's not always possible. Mm. Um, Mayav is another character who's really kind of complicated and has a lot of things that you have to learn. AI is a good place to learn her mechanics. The problem is, is that AI never feels good. AI just feels necessary. And that's what I don't like about it. I wish AI felt better. Because mm. it doesn't, except for that one two-minute game that we had, um, where we just looked at looked at the push power we had, and we're like, well, we could do this in, in sub-five minutes. Let's just push the top down and go kill the core. And we did. And it was disgusting. And it actually felt good. But then, because I'd won so fast, I didn't get credit for my quests. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was Battlefield of Eternity. We just pushed it down. I didn't get credit for the quests. Hmm. Yep. So. Oh wait, was that the one? It was one of these. Oh no, it was it was um, it was uh, Volskaya or, or uh, Hanamura Temple. So we had Tassadar, Son- Sonya, Lost Vikings, Gazlan, Vala. That's just pretty much. Just we destroyed the the first the fort in thirty seconds. We destroyed the keep at one minute thirty seconds, and the game was over at two minutes. Because wow. Vala and Sonya just lock onto the core and it's just dead. Yeah. So, um, and did not get credit for that quest at all, and that was like really annoying. So, I want and and if there's a dev listening to this. I want AI to feel like something because right now it feels like a storm. Even if you turn the AI all, the, the AI all the way up, it just still doesn't feel good. All right, that's our main bit. If you like the idea of this, of this just you know picking something to talk about and making the news shorter, that's what we're going to be doing going forward. Um, yeah, and forward to it. And let's, let's go into uh, the most important segment. Who did Brightwing eat today? Yes. Oh my gosh. I am loving the Bionic Enforcer Joanna. Okay. And how does she taste? Um, like someone forgot to take her out of her can. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own written joke because um, you said it's so great. <laughs> this is the Johanna police skin uh, with Johanna as a cyborg. Yeah. Or, it's an android. I think this is a great example of them taking an already established model and not just applying a recolor to it, but doing some rather simple changes that turns it into something else entirely. And so this is very Halloween-y with like a bionic, you know, almost Terminator with those red beady eyes. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm loving that this relatively simple change has turned the skin into something else. Yeah, and I think it's I think that this is again what they're doing really well. There's also the Fell Razor Grin mount that's uh, in in game right now for ten thousand gold. Um, it's a it's the shark mount, but he's all Warcraft Fell like, which kind of mixes in with the the thing that's going on right now. Um. But yeah, I think that that's a, that's a yummy thing. 
and we're going to talk just briefly about the community spotlight and then we're going to make one quick statement about ccl um so next week on their usual day they did their they're doing their last uh show matches for the free agents before the draft next week on october 17th is the draft for the ccl and the orgs will be uh selecting their players which i think is a better way to do it than the way hgc started where pre-existing teams or teams could just get together and you could do it like that i think that i think that having some rules in a draft is going to make this a much better much more stable organization than hgc ever was um and i think that the owners are going to be pretty decent i i think that we've got some traditional we got some traditional esports orgs like Oxygen and Simplicity, who are part of it, and also uh, new orgs started by people like Michael Udall and Fan, who are going to be doing uh, their own orgs, which is going to be an interesting thing. And I am encouraging you all to please log into uh, twitch.tv slash Heroes Hearth. Um, I am using the show account to tweet out stuff about Berry Dragons and Brightwing during the matches. because. Yay! Because honestly, there is too much human bias still in in this league. I mean, it was bad enough. It was bad enough when NA was being casted by Dreadnought, and when EU was being casted by Kaldor. Two pretty anti Brightwing forces. Uh-huh. Although Gilly did a good job turning Dreadnought around. Yeah. Okay. Good. Dreadnought was not terribly anti Brightwing. As a former healer main, he wanted Brightwing to be good. He just didn't think she was. Mm. Um. But Kaldor is just a jerk to Brightwing. Just just a mean yes. jerk. He doesn't like fairy dragons. Doesn't recognize our magical amazingness. Not everyone can, I guess. And to be fair, Trixler didn't, did, didn't do the best job selling it. Mm. You know, he tried. But, you know, not really. Um, so the, the draft is next week. The... Um, there's going to be a, a preseason tournament and then there's going to be a round robin and a championship. And I am really looking forward to it. And I think that we should really just show up and watch and put it on a tablet at work and stick it in your bag. So you don't get in trouble. Okay. I will do that too. Uh, Actually, well, tomorrow I'm not working, but I, I probably will just keep it on somewhere just so it is running. But wait, do you, is there a way that it like says that you're inactive? You just have to have the sound on, right? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how Twitch Tats works. Um, I just think that I just think that it's good that that and CCL is the one that I'm most familiar with, and we have some connection with it, as we know some people who have worked with or are working for CCL. Hi, Wicked Kitten. Uh, we'll talk about you in just a second. <laughs> So support CCL and support the rest of uh, the hot esports scene because it is still in, in existence. It's not gone anywhere. All right. And with that, it's time to make our final announcement of the show, which is Yay! not our final show. It's not our final show. We're not done. We're not going. When we said we're doing this show until they take the servers down, we meant it, damn it. Yes. We will be we will outlast Garrett and Kyle. They will have more episodes done than us and they'll do them more regularly than we will. But we'll be doing this show long after they lose interest. 
I'm I'm kidding. Garrett and Kyle are never going to lose interest. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a tie. But we have something they don't. Oh, what's that? A third co-host. Wow. Starting next week with our with with yes. our match, which with, with our with our uh, show, which will be our first play episode in a little while. Wicked Kitten is joining us as a permanent co-host oh, because we've great. decided we've all decided that Wicked Kitten needs to be on all the podcasts. Yes. This so she's. Awesome. I'm sorry, you keep on cutting out, and I keep cutting you off. Oh, is it my internet again? I have no idea. It might be. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I'm also kind of in teacher mode because I've been teaching from this computer, <laughs> and it's really weird for me to do to switch to podcaster mode. <laughs> but um, Wicked Kitten, who has recently joined Hearth Casual, she's on a D and D podcast. She's doing. Uh, she's taking over a film podcast to talk about horror movies for the month of October. Is she going to have time for us? We are making time for her. Okay. And so this show will record on Saturdays going forward. We're going to lock Saturdays in as our as our record day because I usually don't have to work Saturday nights. And even when I do, it's only until 10 Eastern. Um, and so Saturdays are going to become our, our permanent record day. We're not going to be fluctuating it. And we're going to have Wicked Kitten for every show going forward except for, you know, necessary absences. Like one of us is sick. If I'm sick, the show's not happening. Mm. as awesome as well actually if i'm sick and can't talk i will still be on the show listening to it muted and bringing craig in and out oh, and I'll still I'll, I'll do the show i'll just not be talking um, <laughs> which will make everyone's dreams come true right because mm-hmm. we all love craig well no you all hate me but that's beside the point um no what are you self-deprecating about? humor self-deprecating this- humor just sacrificial Anne. Yes, the sacrificial Anne is is a thing. Um, but yeah, Wicked Kitten is going to become a permanent co-host of the show. She's also uh, the replacement for uh, Multizord uh, Kevin Ellis on Hearth Casual, and you should listen to her first episode of that with uh, Roe, also known as Brian Black. I don't know why they use their real names on that show and have different names because you know your name is Brightwing. Mm-hmm. Well, the, my name I is know, Anne. You know, Royalite. So well, Royalite is just what your name actually means in Fairy Dragon, though. So mm-hmm. Brightwing is is the name that you kind of have accepted that that you know non Fairy Dragons call you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's the same name. It's the same name. Uh, it's just you know, human language is hard. It is. Ugh. So. Wicked Kitten will be joining us permanently. She is going to be added to all of the information. And we're going to try and do the show twice a month. Maybe three times. Woohoo! And that's going to be the real goal. See if we can get to three times a month, taking the end of, the, of each month off. So uh, just if you're looking at a calendar, we're going to record we're recording on the 10th. We're hoping to record the 17th and the 24th. There's no way in hell we're recording on Halloween. It's not happening. We might get together and play on Halloween, but I'm not writing a show. That sounds good. I'm with you there. Okay. Uh, and the end of the month also tends to be your busy time. Yeah. So if we can just schedule it off. And if there's something important 
that Royal Light can't join us for at the end of the month, like a major announcement happens and we need to record a show, uh, Wicked Kitten and I will cover it. And Perfect. we won't bother Royal Light if we don't have to. You guys and, never bother me. At the end of the month, when you're buried under all the human work you have to do to live in this world. Ugh, this world is pretty rough. It is. All right, so let's wrap up the show. You can find us on social media at q for fun on Twitter. You can email us at q for fun at gmail.com where we did actually get an email. <gasps> we got an email from yeah. Realm Maintenance and the Hello. Warcraft radio people asking us to claim our show on their site and to add stuff to it. I have done that, and there's a 30-second clip we're going to upload. Uh, once Wicked joins us, I'm going to write something for a 30-second, 30-second, two-minute clip to upload to the show, and we're going to uh, hopefully have uh, more stuff on that. By the way, thank you so much, the wonderful people at Realm Maintenance, uh, especially Ro, who's been a fan of ours since before we started. Ro, has, Ro always shouts us out on the monthly maintenance, even though he doesn't have to. Partially because there's only two hot shows. Um, yeah. Royalite can be found at Royalite. What are you doing on Twitter these days? I'm kind of avoiding it. So am I. I think that right now with all the craziness, it's just nice to have some silence. Yep. I'm looking at Twitter only for any Twitter, which is anime Twitter and video game Twitter. I'm not looking at anything else. The world's not happening. The world's world is, not happening. <laughs> the world is very much happening, and, I'm, and we're not talking about it. But there might be a show where we talk about it in the future, more on that future date. You can find me at Anne underscore Elise. That's Anne with an E underscore E-L. ISE, where you'll find me avoiding Twitter and just randomly retweeting things uh, that are very important about the current state of our world that neither fairy dragons nor fairies really want to deal with right now because we just want to have fun. <sighs> Can we just have a normal life again? No. Okay. That's going to do it for the show. I put out two episodes today. Hopefully, this one will come out tomorrow or Monday. So I've been a busy girl, and Royalite, lead us out. May the core fall in your favor. doing q for fun episode 44 the last episode before wicked kitten permanently joins the show by, perman by permanently we mean forever we have her in our claws and i just gotta take a bite <gasps> we'll we'll make that next week's intro <laughs>